Okay, good morning, everybody, or good evening, good afternoon. Uh, this is Dave Vellante. Welcome to the June 3rd Peer Insight. Uh, the topic for today is what cloud computing means for next generation storage infrastructure. Uh, let's see, I'd asked uh, at the beginning of the call if uh, you folks are uh, on a speakerphone, if you could mute, we would appreciate it. Uh, we're pleased to welcome back David Floyer. David, it's been a while since you've uh, presented at one of these calls. Uh, no offense, but we've had some good good presenters in the last few months. Um, David has an extensive background in computing architectures in general and obviously has been focusing on storage for the past several years. Um, for those of you who don't know, peer insights are typically held in the first and third Tuesday of each month, and the format of these meetings is that I'll be the moderator today. David will present his uh, premise, and then we talk about it. Uh, this is an open forum where anyone is welcome to participate and, and ask questions and chime in. Um, at the end of the call, I'll do a brief summary. Uh, Bert Lattimore will post that up on wikibon.org within a couple of hours, and we'll follow that summary up with a number of analyses focused on user implications. Uh, the meeting will last one hour and is always is being recorded. So with that, I'd like to turn the meeting over to David. So David, we're hearing a lot of buzz about cloud computing these days. What's all the noise uh, about, and what do you think it means for storage infrastructure going forward? Okay, well, good morning, everybody. Um, so I, 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 again, there's a lot of feedback that I'm getting, other people are getting it as well. Um, so what I'd like to focus on is a definition of uh, cloud computing, see if we can uh, agree a definition. Uh, what's different about it? Um, what types of application are appropriate for cloud computing and, and which ones will uh, uh, not be appropriate uh, anytime soon? Um, what will the architecture of uh, cloud infrastructure look like? And um, in particular, looking at the storage file systems, uh, what uh, types of storage file systems are appropriate or cut it in this cloud? And, and finally, what does this trend mean to user organizations? What does this mean for IT organizations? So um, let me uh, attempt a definition. Um, there are a number of them out there. Um, but it's, uh, it's uh, cloud computing offers uh, an alternative source of computing resources to either uh, servers or PCs, uh, which is available over the net. It's uh, IP-based. And it can be available directly to users, or it can be available as a computing service um, in part or, or, or in whole. That's um, driven. Um, there's nothing new about computing services, obviously. And the, and the key technologies of, of cloud computing are driven essentially by very high bandwidth and relatively low latency of internet access. Um, those have been increasing dramatically. Um, the, the latency availability has improved dramatically. Uh, availability of Wi-Fi and 3G um, services, uh, low cost uh, server and storage infrastructure uh, has, uh, has uh, is part of the drivers here. Um, the uh, industry standards um, that, that can be used to tie things together, and um, uh, particularly open source technologies. 
Um, and the belief is, or my belief is, that if this trend uh, proves sustainable, that there will be a, a tipping point, a very rapid migration to this model, um, if you like, analogous to the migration of um, uh, local electricity generators in, in farms and local communities to uh, generalized power utilities. Um, again, there's nothing new in what I've said. This has been a, a available for some time. Uh, so let's look at what's, uh, what is uh, potentially um, uh, the applications that could be used for it uh, hey, within that. Yeah? Can, I, can I just interrupt you? So essentially you're saying the fundamental part of the definition that is relevant here is that uh, you're able to, to store and access and share information over IP-based networks. That's, yes. That's, that's the definition. Yeah. Yes, it's the IP uh, part of that that's obviously uh, uh, pretty well as a, uh, set as a standard. Um, so, I mean, you hear a lot of discussion about, you know, cloud and utility computing and, I mean, you know, fit, you know professional services companies will use the term and, you know, uh, 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 array companies will use the term. So I guess I wanted to put it out there to the community is, is, is the definition really that simple? Or, or, are people comfortable with that? That essentially it's, uh, let me just try to repeat, I guess I, I, what I heard was the ability to store, access, share, and protect information over IP-based networks, full stop. Anybody disagree with that? Should public be in the definition there somewhere? Uh, that to me seems to be the difference between cloud computing and traditional server-based uh, computing is that the interest is in going to a public IP network. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's a good clarified point. Who is that? Can I ask? If you're not comfortable, Jason Cobb. I'm a I'm a server administrator, uh, storage administrator. I'm sorry. Your, first, your name was Jason. That's right. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jason. So, yeah, I think that's. I, I think David, you were implying public, weren't you? Yes. But yes, I was. that explicitly, I think, is a is a good idea. Yes. Okay, good. So it sounds like people are, are generally comfortable with, with that simple of a definition, which is good, uh, I think. So, okay. So, David, you wanted to talk about applications. Right. Um, and, and if you look at the types of applications that are appropriate for cloud-based computing, um, clearly the ones that have started earliest, uh, scientific-type applications with um, low data, and high compute requirements that can be uh, spread across a network uh, that can be uh, parallelized. Um, those, are, those are ones that are out there. Um, and and the, the ones that, that most people are focusing on are uh, applications which, for example, support um, mainly um, not transactional data, but um, user data, uh, large amounts of user data, um, there's a, a belief that most of the data is created by users, about 75% is one of the estimates uh, uh, out there, and that data, managing that data, sharing that data are uh, a lot of the issues. So you, you can see that the early, the early types of transactions out there are things like um, Picasa or uh, Hotmail and Gmail uh, search. Um, uh, 
see, you can see some of the applications such as um, Salesforce.com and uh, 37 Signals Basecamp. Um, you can you can see these types of applications out there. Um, at the other end, the the last move will be either uh, tra transactional systems um, uh, with large number of serially based um, uh, accesses to data. Um, uh, or very large-scale data mining, where the bandwidth uh, requirements mean tremendous locality, um, or things like uh, CADCAM, where the Here. user low latency is required. Yeah. David, I think uh, that you mix a little bit with, with is Josh, with grid. I mean, I see a typical application, if you speak about Google, is the word processing of Google or calendar of Google or uh, or the spreadsheet of Google because the customer don't have the application on his uh, PC. The application are in Google, but he's using them. And this is the way that I am uh, that I see more the, the cloud computing. So you're talking so about, you about Google apps, right, Josh? Sorry, Sorry. Yeah, Josh, you're talking about yeah. the Google apps, right? Yeah. Yeah. Go and, ahead. Sorry. And this yeah. this is an example in my point of view of cloud computing, and not uh, share, sharing uh, <clears throat> technical information or scientific information. This I will put in the category of grid computing. Um, okay. Um, I, I have to say that I'm I'm. I'm um, the, the difference between cloud computing and, and grid computing is is not one that I've sorted out. I think I thought that they were very similar, um, but uh, but that but I agree with you that applications such as uh, Google Apps are exactly the type of application that will will make it there, especially if you have um, if you're not using that application often. Um, you don't want to invest in a large amount of software on your desktop or on your server to support that application. You just want to uh, to use it every now and again. Um, so those, are, I think, are, uh, the, the order of applications and the constraints on the applications. I think, in particular, low latency applications are going to be uh, low latency from a, uh, either a user or or a uh, or access to data are the ones that are going to be the most difficult to to move and will be last to move. Well, David, what about these so-called, I'll call them infrastructure services? Um, an example would be EC2, uh, you know, Amazon. Right. Uh, Elastic, what does the EC2 stand for? Elastic Cloud Computing, computing. I guess. Yeah. Elastic Cloud yeah. Computing, right. And then uh, they've got S3, which is... Uh, Simple storage, uh, storage services. services. Yeah. Um, you got you got EMC bought Mosey. You know the online yeah. backup service. You, you've got things right. like that. Um, there's there's the the file transfer services like you send it. Where do those fit? Well, I I think it's very uh, that those are good uh, those are good examples, and I think it's useful to differentiate between uh, user applications. Uh, uh, for end users, um, consumers, or uh, or um, uh, enterprise users, uh, and 
the types of, of services, uh, compute services uh, that you might offer over the net as well. And those compute services are going to be mainly consumed by IT people. So if you look at uh, Amazon's Elastic Cloud Computing, that's, uh, that's an IT service to help you uh, get applications off the ground quickly with much lower risk, much lower uh, CapEx. Um, S3 is similarly for storage. Um, Mosey uh, Backup can provide uh, a backup service either for individuals or within a, an enterprise at a, at a much lower uh, potential cost. Um, so those are services that IT departments um, uh, in general would be would be using uh, in order to, uh, to 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 be able to get up applications faster. I am, very, I am very skeptical about enterprise using cloud or anything. If you if you really look, most of the uh, of computer crime is internal. There were cases now in Europe when uh, <clears throat> when uh, stolen CDs were presented with li with list of customers having bank accounts in Liechtenstein, for example, and there are hundreds of cases in the in the courts because of that. Now, I wouldn't try if I would be enterprise. I wouldn't let any information leaving my house. Pers as a personal. Uh, I can write a letter and I can delete the letter later on, for example. But again, to put sensitive data, I will not use such a service. So, so Josh, this is, I, I this is a, brings up a question that I had. Was, is there any doubt that cloud storage is the future of this industry? And, and you, you would say, yes, there is doubt. No, I say not for everything. Yeah, so is, I, 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 I completely agree that there are some, some real issues about um, uh, the, the benefits and, and the risks uh, of this type of, of service, and, and I think it's it's, it's, uh, it's useful to, to to look at the potential benefits and services and, and just list them out uh, and, and and risks there are with this. So if, I mean, if you look from a, from a user point of view, um, there's some real advantages in having data anywhere, anytime, uh, being able to not be tied to a specific PC. Uh, Pacific uh, cell phone, be able to, to get that anywhere, anytime. Um, potentially improved reliability of that data. Um, having uh, professionals look after it is 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 always going to be better than than most people's uh, PC. Um, uh, access to cheaper access to cheaper software, uh, especially if you don't use the software very often. Um, potentially less malware. Uh, people looking after the infrastructure are much much better and easier to use uh, less maintenance less backup uh, and easier to use and for IT service providers there's also some significant benefits in this there's potentially lower cost of proof of concept one-off uh, shared infrastructure costs for example uh, sharing cheaper real estate around the country, cheaper, lower costs of electricity, uh, next to hydroelectric dams, for example, uh, increased greenness, um, and significantly lower capex, improved utilization of equipment, better peak management, um, outsourcing of uh, infrastructure maintenance, and uh, potentially as well a separation of application code from the physical resources so that you can change things.
So those are some of the advantages to IT people and users. But clearly, uh, Josh, you brought out uh, some of the overheads, uh, some of the dis uh, drawbacks and, and risks of this approach. Yeah, and um, so, so the, David, the subscription. Sorry. Just uh, b uh, before you get into that, I, I just um, I think it's interesting to explore this notion because uh, you, you get a lot of hype around uh, uh, cloud storage. There's clearly some some traction. We, we've talked about it here with with Google File System, um, and I think there's the a, 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 a sentiment in many segments that's a fait accompli that that cloud storage is is the future. And you listed a bunch of benefits. I'm sure we could list a, a number of the, the drawbacks as well. Um, but I guess my question is: is the is the fundamental architecture of computing that we have today, which I guess you could describe as you know, some standard servers running Linux or Windows and some, some databases, and you know we can describe that. But is that is that the future of of storage infrastructure today, with some some monolithic or modular storage? Attached to a storage network, or is there there's something new? And that's I'd like to I'd like to get a discussion going around what that something new looks like. I mean, clearly there's things percolating with Google File System, and we've talked about Ocean Store. And can we talk about that a little bit? Do, do folks have opinions sure. on that? Or? I, I think that's the crux of the difference. I think what we've described so far is 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 uh, is, is just a service type of computing which has been around before. But I, I think the the architectures, uh, potential architectures and file systems in, in the cloud are the, the, the most interesting, novel, and, uh, uh, and, and far-reaching changes that uh, could happen to computing. And, and as you said, Dave, you know, tr tr the traditional computing is a bunch of servers with, with a high-function OS, um, you know, Windows or Linux or Unix, uh, a bunch of very high-function uh, databases, middleware, uh, you know, Oracle or SQL, and um, modular or monolithic storage with with lots of software, um, performing a lot of data management functions, um, making sure that data is placed in the right place, uh, that its redundancy, the redundancy is there, that recoverability is there, both from uh, disasters and from uh, General, uh, general software or hardware errors. Okay, so what's um, different? What's different about cloud computing? We we kind of know what's there today, but but what's right. different about cloud computing? When, when so the, the 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 key that's different here is, um, and, and obviously driven by a requirement for lower cost, is that the file systems and the applications are instead of being spread over that. Only well are likely only to contain the function that's required by that particular application, and to be a single level uh, of of uh, a single object, if you like, um, uh, uh, approach to it. So, for example, if you take the Google File System or you take uh, Ocean Store, um, they provide a very different way of uh, protecting data. They provide a way of spreading that data um, across multiple servers and making sure that it's, uh, it's safe. They provide a ways of uh, allowing proximity of that data to the users so that there's um, a least amount of traffic and lowest latency uh, to the end users themselves. Do people know what Ocean Store is? 
do, do folks on the call know of Ocean Store? They studied it or read about it? No, I don't know. It's UC okay. Berkeley's um, uh, file uh, file system. It's uh, it's it's like Google, um, but with some significant extensions, and it's open source. Um, uh, and it you know it's it's uh, it's a very rich source, uh, including some of the, the things that I talked about, which was the ability to to ensure proximity, to protect the storage by spreading it across the net. Um, to so my understanding to... is Ocean Store. Oh. Sorry to interrupt, David. My, my understanding is Ocean Store is is a, a a project out of UC Berkeley to to essentially be the next generation or define the next generation data store. Is that right for for, yeah. for the cloud? Yeah. Right. right. Is that is anybody, anybody out there Ocean Store literate? Uh, we could can add anything to this or. This is Jason. When I've read from it, it seems that it's very much focused on archive content. Uh, I assume it could be transactional, but because it retains every version of every file, uh, that anything with a high change rate would probably be problematic in that system versus something which is more... Uh, it, 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 the assumptions that it's based around are that data is not... Once it's created, is not changing very much, I think. I think that's that's my understanding as well, Jason. That's so very that, high um, read to, to write ratios. I don't disagree with the benefits about keeping the data and everything. For a private person, there are great benefits and they are much more safe than normal safety at home. But let's take, for example, SOX or SEC. This. CEO of a company and the CFO of the company are, for example, are uh, responsible that, uh, that for, for the information, for example, and getting the information. So how can you imagine if they are using such a service and the data is lost, who will go to jail? The CEO of Google or the CEO of the company? <laughs> CEO of the company. Uh, yes, absolutely. absolutely. But he, this is the reason that I say that, that I don't see for corporation any usage of that. I see usage for private person. I see usage for all the Web2 application, all the link, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Google, and, and et cetera. All the cool stuff, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> but not, not for... Not for not for organizations that are working for profit. Somebody has a comment? Yeah, uh, I'm sorry for the background noise. Car. Uh, question, going back to the architecture, Josh brings up some good objections to the generic description of cloud computing as a service. Uh, one of the other objections is uh, the bandwidth uh, usage. Your external bandwidth goes way up. So would companies be interested in moving that technology, the cloud storage technology, inside their own data center? So if we could provide a uh, Google file system or Ocean Store or that type of technology uh, to them at uh, a very low cost, is that something to be interested in inside uh, the data center? Who's that? Is it, can you give us your first name if you're not comfortable giving your whole name? But. Uh, sorry, my name is Jack Poller. Jack uh, Poller? Correct. 
Thank you, Jack. Yeah, so what about that, uh, folks? I mean, wh why does this have to be something that's hosted by giants like Google and Microsoft? Um, is this a technology that IT people can actually implement in, in their own uh, uh, environments? Dave, I think uh, the last speaker made a great comment there. You know, one thing we never talk about with cloud computing is the security problem. If you're going to rely on the Internet to handle this kind of data, uh, the security holes in the Internet are, are tremendous. I mean, it's a digital uh, Pearl Harbor in many people's minds right now, and I think you expose a lot of data to holes that haven't been fixed. And the other thing is uh, most sources would say about 90% of the traffic on the Internet now is all unwanted material. If we put an avalanche of large fixed content type files out on this Internet and traveling around, I think the bandwidth problem could uh, could really pick up here. But uh, we, we've got an Internet now that's just full of junk, and it's it's also a security risk compared to standard I.O. protocols. So I, I think the notion of putting it in your own data center relieves a couple of those things immediately. I don't know that the real Internet's ready for this cloud computing avalanche based on its inherent weaknesses. So, so uh, w w one solution, obviously, is to put it in your own data center. The other solution is to uh, take some of the advantages of multiple data centers out there and outsource it, not necessarily on a public network, but on a on a on a private uh, network of um, uh, that a, that a, uh, a data server might provide. Yeah, David. Then you, I, the then you are building a grid. This is different. And grid is used by corporation. Corporation having data center in Europe and US, for example, are using the unused capacity for grid, but they belong to the same corporation. Yeah, so it's not, a, it's not a public IP network anymore, is that? The, the key question no. is, will it evolve first in the data center or the corporation and, and then some years down the road when the internet finally becomes a little more safe, will it become the public architecture that a lot of people think cloud computing is already? Well, what's fun, do, do, do people disagree that what's funding this today is the consumer markets, right? And that's where all the innovation comes from, isn't it? I agree. I, I, it's the consumer market that's driving this and driving the, the new models and, and funding the, uh, the, the fundamental components of this. Uh, so I, I think it's the, the public... Uh, uh, public uh, version of this that's going to to allow later on uh, uh, versions of this uh, that 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 will uh, either be separated out for for high um, for high risk uh, operations, or the alternative is that the file systems uh, actually provide some real security and real encryption and 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 are proven to be. Uh, trustworthy, and you know that's the the biggest question mark about the whole of cloud computing is um, can they um, uh, can there be confidence in service providers' ability to protect privacy? Um, will uh, what are the risks of the service providers uh, being viable? Um, what are the risks that, that the management and performance and reliability will be as controllable as today's computing models? But all of those are, are real question marks about the uh, uh, about this approach, and unless those are clearly met, 
then it, it's not going to go anywhere, I agree. But um, there is a lot of work going on with uh, file systems like OceanStore, which in, include, um, and, and, and uh, Google File System, which include uh, potential solutions to those problems. Time will tell, but uh, there's a lot of work going into it. So to, I think, to dismiss it as being impossible to solve, I think is a little premature. That's my view. So, so today it's being driven by uh, uh, the folks that aren't doing any backup, <laughs> no backup over the right. net. Um, or, I mean, Fred, you often cite a statistic. I, I can't remember the exact number, but what percent of the world's data is, um, you know, considered sort of tier three, tier four archive data? Well, in the data center, it's around sixty. I've probably seen 70 a few places, but something like that, 60 to 70, and growing because we're generating so, so much fixed content. So this point that um, that was brought up by Jack regarding applying this technology in, in the data center is interesting potentially to, to address that problem because, David, you were talking about some of the attributes of, of Ocean Store, and we've talked about Google File System a lot, but, you know, the, the whole notion of making storage auto-managed and, and, and able to recover from, from failures or self-healing and, and, and using super low-cost technologies. We were at EMC World uh, a couple weeks ago. We see this, this Hulk, right, this low-cost storage infrastructure. You see what Google's doing with Google File System. Is this maybe a better way to deal with all that persistent data that's, that's out there that is causing all this corporate risk and, and choking organizations, i.e. specifically built inside the data center based on innovations that are funded by advertising. Right, right, right. I, 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 I think this is uh, likely to happen, and the, the fundamental reason is that if you put into a single layer uh, the application, uh, the appropriate storage uh, protection requirements appropriate to the security of the data, etc., um, and and the uh, appropriate other services. That that overall, and and, and base that on. Uh, and Dave, you mentioned Hulk. I mean, that's uh, that is uh, that is uh, the, the traditional way of providing uh, servers in this environment is to uh, have one new servers and storage on them. That's the way that Google, for example, built its system. But uh, the Hulk externalizes the storage, provides uh, 10 VMU drawers with, with uh, 30, uh, 30 disk, one terabyte disk, that's 300 terabytes in a, in a 44 MU rack with uh, 12 separate servers and a couple of IP switches. And, and that type of architecture externalizes the storage. And, and that looks very attractive because it solves a lot of the heat problems um, that uh, the one new servers with storage, with especially if they go to two inch, uh, um, two and a half inch uh, uh, forms, will, are, uh, are getting at the moment. So those types of equipment, uh, which are uh, completely user maintained, they can change a disk at any time, they can change a server at any time, fit in with this type of, uh, of architecture very well indeed, uh, very low cost, absolutely standard components. And the, the, the uh, uh, Ocean Store uh, uh, file systems and other, there are a number of other file systems out there as well, 
um, and uh, Linux operating systems and services um, uh, can be used to build build applications at a much lower uh, cost than today's uh, traditional data center infrastructures. And if it's funded by the user consumers, then it seems to me a very powerful trend uh, to for it to move into uh, corporate computing, enterprise computing. So, I, we uh, talk, go ahead. Uh, Sorry, this is Jason comment? again. Yeah, the, uh, the idea of doing this stuff in the data center yourself, I think, to for me as an IT person, is very appealing. But um, like you've mentioned, the the drive today of cloud computing and the real interest is from smaller uh, organizations and consumers which don't want to do them, this stuff themselves. And I think that the CIOs out there have the same interest. And I think to overlook that because of security risks and stuff, I mean, they want those ad issues addressed. But at the end of the day, they're tired of paying us to do this stuff inside anymore. They really want it to just be, you know, it's, it's just the next layer of outsourcing almost where you, you'll have, I think that the real crux is going to be is can they maintain control of the data while outsourcing the infrastructure services? And to me, that's what this whole thing is really about. I don't know. It, it, you make a really very, good very point good because summary. from a competitive standpoint, if a small organization can get essentially the same scale or maybe even better sometimes uh, and, and performance and infrastructure services and time to market, importantly, as a larger company, that's going to put competitive pressures on CIOs, and, and they're going to have no choice but to, to look outside. And so I, internal IT has to, I think, decide where it wants to play its card. Does it try to compete with consumer services? Obviously not, but where's that dividing line? And, and that's sort of an interesting dynamic that people like Nicholas Carr are writing about. Remember, he's the guy who said, does IT matter? And now he's written a new book. Um, and I think a lot of CIOs are, as you point out, Jason, looking to get rid of as much stuff as possible where it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And it does come down to can that be secure and protected and, and, and will the lawyers sign off on it? Right. Yeah, and the other thing to me is, is what can go where and when. One of the things we've been talking about a lot is you know, there's some interest in outsourcing storage, but we really don't see how to do that without also outsourcing the, or, you know, clouding out the, let's not outsource, clouding out the storage, you know, with S3 or something like that, but we don't really see how to do that without also clouding out the applications and everything, the servers that go with it. I agree. I think that uh, that the S3 is a limited model for some types of application and can help you get off the ground fast. But in terms of uh, uh, sustainable, low-cost computing, that's going to be rapidly replaced by outsourcing the whole thing. I think that's just um, you know a, a short-term way of being able to get things started quickly. Well, what about that? Do people agree with that? That essentially S3 is a starter kit. And then when you need to do real stuff, you're going to, what, bring it in-house? Or is that is that the model that people yeah, think cool. is going to happen? So. Absolutely. This is Philip. Um, I, I don't see, you know, I, I uh, echo what Jason was saying earlier that, uh, you know, the desire among C CIOs is to uh, separate the two, uh, thinking that they get the same transactional uh, uh, throughput when this stuff is in the cloud, and it's just impossible. 
so this is the is this the speed of light problem, or is this a, 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 an application architecture issue, or both? Well, you tell me. Um, you know, I've had CIOs request that we see why can't we just uh, move uh, a giant EVA type class machine? You know, just just purchase that from the cloud and. and Put uh, all of our email infrastructure, leave all of our email infrastructure here, or all of our transactional you know, infrastructure here. But just do all the storage up there, and you're just doing it. They don't want to, you know, without bringing in huge pipes, uh, fiber. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, and, and that's what you saw with you know, many of you might remember storage networks in sort of the early 2000s, late 90s, and that flopped on its face because of the. The nature of the applications that they were trying to outsource. Right? That was speed of light, really, right? Um, although, on the other hand, things like backup, and you're seeing, you know, great success with a variety of services from folks as big as IBM and you know, small as Mosey before they got acquired by EMC. Um, so it appears that there are certain, clearly, certain types of applications that are conducive to this. And I, and I guess the other point is, am I correct that Google's done just what? Philip said they've they've essentially kept control of that application and the storage and you know, pretty tightly controlled it with a proprietary environment. Is that a fair statement or so? I I guess if it is, how 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 viable is is that example? How you know, fungible yeah. is that? And then and again, this is Philip. But again, once you get hooked into this uh, controlled, unique. Uh, Google infrastructure. What's the exit strategy? <laughs> That's a very good question. And 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 the, the my 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 two penny worth is that it's it's going to be open source components that are, are going to allow uh, change and infrastructure and, and exit strategies to be to to happen, and that that it's unlikely that one vendor will be able to put a lock on this um, because because of that very issue, because of uh, the requirement to have multiple ways of uh, doing things and be able to get out of it. So if, if, uh, if, if unless Google provides some open source uh, APIs, um, then I think it's unlikely that, uh, that uh, large-scale enterprises are going to uh, Commit large proportions of their uh, of their IT budget to that. And, and, and just, I wonder if we could explore that for a second. By exit strategy, we're talking about getting my data out um, and other IP. Is that right? Or moving the application somewhere yeah. else? Or yeah, yeah, the application. If you're relying I, on their application, the APIs that they provide, and you're, and you're using their applications. You built your application there. How do you how do you exit strategy that out? There is another aspect: how you shred the data. Yeah, absolutely. How do you know you get that you got rid of the data? Well, again, if you're developing the application and the file set of file services has those capabilities of encryption and shredding, why, in theory, would it be any worse or better than doing it on your own systems. Um, I mean, yes, it needs to be provable, but 
to say that that can't be done, I, I think, is a little premature. Uh, I, I, if you look at the Berkeley Ocean Store and look at the, the, the sets of services inside it, it includes encryption and it includes shredding. Um, so if, if, do they work? Will they, uh, will they scale? Those are important questions. Uh, but uh, uh, is there acknowledgement that those are essential if uh, cloud computing is to take place? Uh, there's strong uh, understanding of the requirements by by uh, academic and IT communities. Uh, yeah, so, but, but you are giving the shredding to third party, and you don't you don't have control. I can give you a small example for personal life. A friend of mine bought. When I work in Gartner, Gartner sold the, the laptops to company, and you could buy the laptops. We couldn't buy uh, directly for Gartner. This company committed to delete the data. And a friend of mine bought a laptop with all the data. So this is third party. Uh, I, yes. But uh, you know, IT people don't shred things either. Yeah. Um, they, they, you know, people make mistakes. Yeah, but at least the mistake is in-house. Right. Yeah, the CIO still goes to jail. You, yeah. yeah I, I, uh, as an IT person, I feel the same way about this when I look at these issues, but I don't think that those are the business drivers that are concerning uh, the budget-minded folks today. Yeah, I mean, let's come back to that. I mean, you mentioned before that the CIOs are under tremendous pressure and, you know, reading books like Nick's, Nick Carr's and saying, hey, why can't we make this like a utility? You know, why do we have to be so competent in IT? And, and that really is a big business driver. Don't you guys see that? Or, or, or is that just sort of isolated to the folks I talk to? I I, I agree. I mean, it, it, there are many, many models out there where uh, it's changed. Um, local generation of electricity being one of them. It's just a lot more expensive and less reliable than relying on a grid. Okay. So no, and I think there. that the high amount of consolidation in the economy with, you know, uh, businesses just consuming each other and trying to get lean into one, you know, very linear focus into their market. They don't want to be specialized in HR or IT or any of those things anymore. They don't want to have that expertise. They want to be focused in their business segment. And and is it do do do, do folks also agree the nature of, of the the applications that are growing are more conducive to this type of, of computing or, or do folks not agree with that? You know, this this preponderance of unstructured data, some of which obviously, as Josh, you're pointing out, is subject to litigation, but m much, of it, much of it, which is already in the public domain, in wikis and blogs and online forums and, and websites and, 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 and other you know, pretty visible locations. So I think, uh, do folks agree with that? I mean, those are really two two main drivers that we haven't touched on. We touched on, but we haven't explicitly called out the the pressure to get lean, the pressure to outsource as much as possible, and and the the very nature of the growth of data and the types of applications are more conducive to the cloud. 
that does anybody disagree with that? Uh, you know, violently or? Dave, I think it's inevitable. You know, it's just going to be how fast can it go and overcome the limitations of this architecture. But I, I think it's inevitable with the growth of unstructured data that something very similar to this has got to really take hold. And all but the largest companies are uh, going to jump on it because they don't have the staff to make it happen themselves. So we hear uh, Joe Tucci, for example, say things like, you know, this is we're, we're, we're making a bet here, we're investing here, but, you know, it's not going to be a meaningful source of, of, of revenue over time. EMC will imply to Wall Street that this is incremental. It's not going to, you know, sort of eat into the existing business. You know, do we buy that, or is this sort of, I and mean, we heard that, you know, from IBM saying the PC wouldn't eat into the mainframe, and I guess it sort of didn't directly, but there was this groundswell of technology that did. And there are many people believe, and it sort of feels like that dynamic is occurring here, where you've got all this investment of, of, of underwritten by advertising in new computing architectures, and you feel like something's going to come out of it. But I'll just throw that out to, to people. Lots of caveats, but, you know, from a technical standpoint, you know, is this industry on to something, or is this just, you know, a fad that's going to go away? Dave, this is Nick. I got, I got a little question. What do you think this conversation would sound like if it were being held by 18 to 25-year-olds? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be like, what are these guys talking about? Well, no, I, and, yeah, that's my point, is that... that there's a buying center that's growing up that, you know, uses all these tools that are paid for by advertising, and they're going to bring those those paradigms, to sorry to use the word, the models, into the organization. Global organizations are going to have to send something over the public network, so I kind of agree with Josh. It's a grid of its inside only, but global, uh, some of it's over public IP, right? Might be secured, might be tunneled, might be VPN, might be all this kind of stuff, but... And you saw the demo of that RSA guy at the EMC World Conference, where you know, he's driving, driving the world with his cell phone and, and, and EA. I'm a lot of that, and paying his bank bill and authorizing. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I just think the conversation would be a lot different if this was a, a different social age group. Yeah, m more toward where are the opportunities and what 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 are the requirements of the infrastructure we need to support those growth areas. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I think that's an excellent example, Nick. That the RSA one, uh, just uh, assuming that your point of contact was a was a uh, cell phone, a mobile, and and needing to. Um, uh, authorize uh, resources uh, around you um, in, a, in an encrypted and secure way to do what you want to do. Maybe you should explain the RSA example, David. <laughs> sure. It was, it's, uh, it was a, an example uh, that the EMC were working on where there was a cell phone, um, there was a requirement uh, to, uh, to get to the all uh, in this case, bank uh, bank account, but it could be any any secure type of computing, and for the infrastructure to authorize a one time going through a PC in this particular case, but it's a, an, an, another untrusted uh, uh, 
component in the network and, and giving a one-time authorization to that uh, component in the network to, uh, to uh, provide those services and then uh, encrypting it back through the, uh, the cell phone, the actual data uh, transferred, ensuring that it was encrypted properly. So it was a very, very interesting uh, component of uh, cloud computing and showing that you could achieve end-to-end -end, uh, security in this way. It's not, not a product, not a, not a service being offered at the moment, but, but showing what types of components are necessary for this type of, uh, of mobile cloud computing, with, either by enterprises or by individuals. And, and by implication with the associated stuff that Ocean Store is talking about, you know, coherence of data and you know, copies that are exactly. spread throughout the network being consistent. And, and it seems yeah. when you read through the Ocean Store stuff, it, it seems they've, they've really thought through well some of these emerging applications. Yeah. So uh, and, and we'll, we'll put some links in there to, in the piece that we write here. I, I'd encourage folks to go read that stuff. There's tons of papers and, you know, pretty rich set of content there. Yeah. So I think that's okay. a very good point, Nick. I think uh, it, it, you know the, the drivers of lower cost and and the people just wanting to get things done in new ways and more flexible ways uh, are very very strong drivers. And, uh, unless it's proven that it won't work, and, and, and I, I personally think there's legislation required here, uh, very serious legislation required to, for example to make sure that if a service provider goes bankrupt, that the data belongs to the, peop the people who own it, and that they are, can get it out, that it's not sold uh, uh, as part of the bankruptcy uh, proceeding. So there's some legislation required to, to as part of this drive, but uh, so it's, it's not going to be without significant uh, legislation and other changes. But uh, I think uh, that is not particularly difficult uh, to to achieve. So I I think I'm hearing um, some some good drivers that that we hadn't considered earlier. CIOs under pressure to get lean, a younger buying center, uh, and and the nature of these emerging applications that are relying on essentially mashups of of, of multiple components, um, and despite the caveats, um, the, the folks in the data center are, are sort of going to observe this trend happening first in the consumer world, and then um, it's going to head toward internally toward organizations. And the advice we would give there is is what, David? Experiment, uh, hop on board, you know, jump in first. Or what, what, what's the advice Hi. we're giving? I, I think this. I think this is still very much in the experimental stage. This uh, cloud computing. So there isn't a, a, a imperative to, to 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 do everything you know upfront now. But I think the strong advice is look at your backlog of applications, uh, particularly the uh, applications in the um, uh, unstructured data. Uh, types of area and look for an example, a low-risk example, where you can apply this type of technology, um, the, the, the Hulk and uh, 
uh, Ocean Store and, or other uh, other file systems, and and D if push the development people out of their current paradigm of uh, of 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 using uh, multiple layers, push to a single layer architecture, and experiment and and get going with being comfortable with very different ways of doing things and designing systems. And that's going to be a, a, cha a change of, of IT comfort, if you can achieve that, that will then position organizations to be able to take advantage of this and be comfortable about when and where and if it should be used. So that would be okay. my number one uh, advice. Okay, thank you. Um, so we got to wrap. Anybody have any other pressing comments that they want to make? I want to make sure everybody has a chance to speak. Um, okay. Are there any um, other existing services we should be exploring? I know we said mentioned Mosey and, and Ocean Store and S3 and Google Files. Is there anything else that people have had success with or, or interest with? If we use you send it a lot, it's a file transfer service. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. And, and uh, David, you mentioned uh, 37 Signals, which is a, a it's more of a you know, Salesforce -like, like application. It's a project management. Project management. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any others that folks have found that that they'd recommend poking at? I mean, there's a huge list out there and. We can do some digging and try to put that in a piece as well. Okay, um, what do we want to call this? Golf shirts on the line. Come up with a good name, we'll send you one. How about seeding the cloud? Seeding the cloud? Seeding. 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 As in, as in raining. Seeding, S-E-E-D-I-N-G. The cloud's not ready to rain, but we're, we're starting to seed it now by understanding it. Get ready. Seeding the cloud? Yeah. That's a good idea. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, let me see if I can summarize this. Okay. This is Dave Vellante. Today's June 3rd, uh, 2008. And this is the Wikibon Peer Insight Storage Research Meeting. Uh, and the title of the piece is Seeding the Cloud. Thanks to David Floyer for leading the call as well. Thanks to Jason, uh, Josh Krischer, uh, Jack Pollard. Fred Moore, Philip, and Nick Allen for your comments today. Excellent, excellent call. All right, here's the summary. The industry is abuzz with the concept of, of cloud computing, which is being positioned as a next generation model where organizations from small to large can tap into a network of compute, uh, power, storage, and bandwidth and dial up resources as they need to, to fit their business. In reality, the concept of cloud computing as applied to storage is not radically new as the basic underpinning of, of cloud storage is the ability to store and share and protect information over public IP-based networks. What seems to be new is the maturity levels of IP-based storage uh, combined with service business models that are enabling more applications to be supported. Uh, the Wikibon community sees three main drivers for this trend, including one, CIOs are under increasing pressure to get lean and outsource uh, non-core activities. Uh, two, a younger buying center using new tools to support new business initiatives. And three, 
the nature of emerging applications, which are increasingly relying on mashups of interactions between multiple components. Um, these drivers uh, present some inherent constraints and barriers, uh, not the least of which are the ubiquity of high bandwidth, low latency networks, uh, low, lower cost storage infrastructures, and the availability of reliable uh, and secure services. Uh, nonetheless, uh, Wikibon feels that these new architectures uh, uh, hold great promise for the future of storage. In examining what these architectures look like, we, used, uh, we cited many examples of cloud computing and cloud storage that exist today, including user direct services such as Gmail, Hotmail, Search, Google Apps, uh, uh, Picasa came up, software as a service, Applications such as Salesforce and 37 Signals Basecamp and infrastructure services, including Amazon's EC2, S3, Mosey's Online Backup, You Send It, and, and, and others. Uh, these first-generation cloud services provide a glimpse of what's to come and, and what could change significantly in computing architectures, specifically um, going beyond today's sets of servers and database and, and modular or monolithic storage with expensive software content performing various data management services. What seems to be different about the cloud uh, and examples we used uh, as indicators are the Google file system and UC Berkeley's Ocean Store, which point the way to next generation application and data architectures. Uh, these systems can be described as global and persistent meaning they scale to support billions of users and are perpetually protected. And the attributes of these systems include uh, storage, which is placed in close proximity to the access point, uh, and storage is protected in several ways, including making it private, uh, indestructible, resistant to denial of service, and able to withstand wide-scale disasters. Uh, the storage is also auto-managed, meaning uh, uh, diagnosis and repair is automated uh, simultaneous with operations, meaning it's self-healing and non-disruptive. Uh, and coherence of data is also important as copies of the data that are spread throughout the network are consistent. Uh, and of course, the storage is dirt cheap to support this, this type of scale, uh, largely geared toward uh, archiving applications as well as um, those typified by you know, very high read to write ratios. There are a number of benefits and, and drawbacks of this approach. Uh, we listed several. Um, anywhere, anytime access, uh, in theory, improve reliability and security, um, and, and wider access to free software, uh, as well as lower CapEx and, and a model that uses a subscription-based approach, which over time, it could be more expensive, but allows for initial experimentation. On the call, we talked about several drawbacks of this approach, uh, security concerns being a main one, uh, and privacy con concerns. It was brought up that most computer crime is uh, through internal uh, activities or negligence as well. Um, however, uh, as well, uh, we discussed these 
We discussed cloud computing being done first in the data center as a means of organizations uh, being able to control some of these risks. Uh, however, in general, the community agreed that consumer models are driving cloud computing and funding that, and that's likely where the innovation will come. Um, certainly inside the data center, there is interest, um, but the innovation will likely come from elsewhere. Uh, it was agreed that models like S3 are somewhat limited uh, for the long term uh, with IT, uh, but in general, uh, the community believes that this trend has legs. So while cloud storage is still in its infancy, it represents an opportunity for organizations to get rid of stuff that can be put in the clouds. This is very appealing to CIOs. Candidates include a backup of remote desktops, file services, and other types of application licenses and email. Uh, we believe users should uh, uh, understand and define their cloud storage strategies in general and specifically strategies around global file systems. Uh, organizations should document and devise a common parlance to improve internal external communications. And, and while there's a tendency to run from the hype of such a topic as this, experimentation is probably in order and could, use po could yield possible outcomes with respect to at least defining solutions around this type of computing infrastructure. And importantly, organizations should be cognizant of exit strategies when investing in the cloud and its associated APIs. Action item. Users should look at the backlog of opportunities and choose an area where cloud computing is potentially appropriate, e.g. archiving, remote backup, and certain software development projects. Choose a low risk, choose low risk initiatives and experiment with the objective of gaining knowledge, confidence, and, and understanding of the critical metrics involved in moving applications into the cloud. Okay, thanks everybody for your participation today, and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye for now.